It is that time of the week when we visit with our friend Jamie Court, and this week we're visiting with Jamie Court in San Francisco. Our friend Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. For my money, for my opinion, the best consumer group out there. And Jamie Court's president of Consumer Watchdog online, consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie is in San Francisco today. If you were to go to our social media sites now, you would find an op-ed piece in the San Francisco Chronicle from a few days ago, authored by Jamie Court. It is about the wildfires that have devastated Northern and, and Santa, Northern California, the Santa Rosa area, the wine country. It has been an enormous catastrophe. The federal government's been nowhere to be found. I don't think Donald Trump's even mentioned it, let alone acknowledge that it happened. But our friend Jamie Court has an op-ed in the San Francisco Chronicle uh, assigning blame and saying that this was foreseeable. Jamie, thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. And, and and what's going on with this story here? Well, look, you know, uh, Jerry Brown has uh, been very soft on our public utilities. He's been very, very close with the utilities. His sister on the board of one of them made a million dollars, the parent company Sempra of uh, Southern California, uh, of both Southern California Gas and uh, San Diego Gas and Electric. But this issue is really about the fact that uh, Brown, who's picked from the ranks of Pacific Gas and Electric, some of his top aides, vetoed a bill in 2016 following the Butte fires, which claimed a couple of lives and a lot of structures. And he vetoed a bill that would have required utilities to update their fire maps so that they'd have to do a better job of clearing the brush, the, you know, the trees from these overhead power lines. And it turns out these overhead power lines were a huge conductor of fire and flame that spread these fires so fast. In fact, uh, they started the Butte fire, and Butte, the PGE was found negligent in that case in 2016. It led to the legislation passing unanimously in 2017, and then Jerry Brown vetoes it, a unanimous bill vetoes it. And he vetoed it uh, at the time where his chief of staff had come as an executive from PG&E, Nancy McFadden. She's left with a million-dollar going-away present. Uh, Dana Williamson, his cabinet secretary, came from PG&E. There was a lot of corruption in our Public Utility Commission between the lobbyists for PG&E and the head of the Public Utility Commission, Mike Peavy, who's someone that Jerry Brown had defended till the end, even though he's under criminal investigation for cutting deals with PG&E in Warsaw, Poland, that were not just unethical, but probably illegal. So this is a guy who's been playing it really cozy with utilities. And in this case, he gave him a pass on having to clear the brush on these utility lines, and that clearance of the brush would have at least mitigated some of the losses in this fire. They wouldn't have spread so quick and so fast. And even PG&E and its workers acknowledge that these dead trees were the cause, but they said, what are you going to do? You know, it doesn't rain as much as it used to. It's global warming. Well, what you're going to do is clear out those dead trees. That's the obligation of this utility. It's the obligation of every utility. And yet the three utilities, including PG&E, have been stonewalling and proceeding before the Public Utility Commission since 2008 to update these fire maps where they'd have to, once those maps are updated, you get the input from the local community, they have to do a better job of cleaning out the brush. They don't want to do it. They went, I think, to their friend Jerry Brown, who knows who whispered in zero what was said or done. And he got a bill vetoed that otherwise unanimously sailed through the legislature, and they didn't even oppose it in the legislature. They knew they had Mason Hall, I imagine. So I, I am very frustrated with this governor on a lot of counts, but failing to take responsibility for this is a real big problem. Well, Jamie, I'm confused here because if the legislature passed it unanimously, why didn't they just go back and override his veto and enact it into law anyway? Well, it is a Democratic legislature and a Democratic uh, governor, and uh, I think they didn't want to embarrass him. 
Well, that's really amazing. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court. I got to wrap my head around that one, Jamie. C-O-U-R-T is the name. He's the president of Consumer Watchdog. Check him at consumerwatchdog.org. Now, Jamie, you talked about the Butte fire, which had been before the one here that we're talking about in wine country, Santa Rosa. That was a pretty nasty fire. And so we knew in advance that when you get high winds, and that's what we're talking about here. You get these high winds and they spark these fires and then they push the fire. Uh, it seems to me that we have a lot of history of this. We know this is a foreseeable act. Therefore, with the litigation that you were talking about out of the Butte fire, seems to me we're going to have literally a firestorm of litigation now coming out of the Santa Rosa fire. They're all going to be against the utilities. And how unproductive is all of that? Because we could have prevented this with an ounce of prevention. Now we're going to have to mess around with many pounds of cure. And I find the whole thing to be really disgraceful. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. And uh, and I wrote a, a pretty hot op-ed. Uh, in fact, it, it was so hot that the spokesperson for the governor, a guy named Evan Westrup, wrote a letter to the uh, San Francisco Chronicle when it first appeared. It just said, Evan Westrup from Sacramento personally attacking me, saying it was akin to, to claim that this issue of the uh, bill, unanimous bill that would have updated fire maps so that they'd have a more, you know, more, more duty to clear them, was relevant at all. His veto was relevant to these fires was like uh, something Trump would have done in claiming that the fires were started by the immigration services. I mean, this guy's off his rocker, and uh, he was so angry about it because it hit too close to home, I think. You know, that's the reality. This is a, you know, governor who his term has been marred by his failure to regulate, his closeness to uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, to Semper and the utilities down south led to, you know, I think problems at Aliso Canyon, the reopening. Now he's got these fires on his hands. And if there's something that's going to really tarnish this guy's administration, it's that he hates regulation. He's gone to bat for these utilities. And in this case, we had like 8,000 structures burned, and we had uh, dozens of deaths. And that blood is, in part, on his hands. He didn't light the fire, but I'll tell you what he did do is prevent the tinder uh, from being cleared away in time. Well, Jamie, apparently the governor's office is so mad at you, they were attacking you and the founder of the of Consumer Watchdog, Harvey Rosenfield, personally, going after your salaries and stuff as if that's relevant to any of this well, discussion. And not identifying yourself as a spokesman for the governor, which was uh, we pointed out, and uh, I think was corrected subsequently. But that tells you something, doesn't it? Well, Jamie, I have to tell you that I received an email, one email from one of our listeners with a link to all of this. And so people are understanding and hearing and paying attention to what's going on. You know, that was yesterday. And I was like, wow, the governor must be really mad at Jamie. <laughs> He's going after his salary. I mean, that like that's relevant to the fact that the governor was derelict in his duties. And Jamie, let, let's talk about dereliction of duty here, because we have had problems with utility lines, of course. Course, downed utility lines. It's become kind of a trite expression. Downed utility lines, stay away from them, live wires. People do get electrocuted. There has been an argument, and I'm no civil engineer and I'm not a scientist, but it seems to me that we can certainly bury these utility lines. A lot of utility lines could easily be buried. I mean, we bury all kinds of other uh, types of lines. So we could bury these utility lines, put them in conduit. They present their own maintenance issues because when you have to deal with them, you got to dig, right? you have to know where to dig so it's not a, it's not a perfect answer it may not be a panacea but given that you know we've got I, th I think the total was 58 people dead 
in these fires. And I was reading in the LA Times some of the stories of some of these people. I mean, the tragedies, it, it makes you cry. So, Jamie, it seems to me if we wanted to create infrastructure jobs, we could simultaneously take care of a big source of fire danger and create a lot of really good jobs by burying these well, utility lines. you could just create jobs through a permanent maintenance plan with enlarged maps to clear out the brush as well. It might be more cost-effective. But it, it blows my mind that we've, had, we've known about this since at least 2007. Because in 2008, uh, that was when the movement began to update these fire maps uh, with new regulations, and it's been stonewalled for literally t almost 10 years. And that's why that legislation from uh, Senator Morlock was so important that he's dismissing the governor's spokesperson as non-significant. It was significant because it required these maps to be updated when they've been stonewalling the regulatory process and not updating. Anyway, I think that either way you go, you're right. You could change the system and create jobs. You could create jobs just through clear-cutting. You could create it as a public works project. Whatever it is, we need to make sure that these utilities are safe. They think of it as an afterthought. And PG&E is in a lot of trouble right now. People know what they did. That's why the, the, tank, uh, the stock is tanked. And I, I think the governor, rather than avoiding responsibility, should actually go back now. And when we reconvene in January, make sure those maps get finished. Right now, uh, PG&E, the day before, uh, before the fire, some reporting in the Bay Area News Group, uh, Merck News and the other newspapers up there, the Bay Area News Group just came out this Sunday and said that, they talked about the stonewalling of these fire map uh, updating processes, uh, and that PG&E got another reprieve till next year. It won't be done till the end of next year. We, we don't want to go through another fire season without having these maps updated so the utilities actually have to get the work, the job done. Anyway, and I just, I, it's unfathomable. Rather than taking responsibility uh, for this thing and fixing it, he would just sort of deny. Well, you ought to ask the legislature to repass that bill and then sign it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. We need to do that. And I think, uh, the, 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 you know, the, there's a, one of the leaders of the legislature is running for governor. So maybe he'll even do that, uh, Kevin DeLeon. Well, we'll see the, how this all goes. But, Jamie, that was a tragedy and a disaster that uh, the public at large just really didn't pay much attention to, of course, with Puerto Rico and everything else going on. But I'm really glad Consumer Watchdog and you were on this. And it's really, really sad to see that so much of these tragedies, or at least this one in particular, can really be attributed to a man-made cause rather than a natural disaster. We've been talking to our friend Jamie Court. Do check out Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, the spelling. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog, consumerwatchdog.org. It's Jamie and a lot of great colleagues there doing great work for all of us. Jamie, I appreciate your your perspective i appreciate your work i'm glad you got the governor angry at you because he deserves it thanks so much and i, I trust everybody's going to read the san francisco chronicle op-ed which is up on our social media sites right now jamie thanks again we'll talk to you next week thank you norm